The WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Well, good morning, everybody. Once again, welcome to our number two of the WPTF Weekend Gardener. I hope you're having a nice, chilly. Boy, it got cold again, didn't it, Rufus? Yeah. Uh, I, I noticed something, Mike. Next next week is your 38th year of being on the Weekend Gardener and starting a, it. Yeah, as, as far as I can remember... That's not official, official, official. But we we started it the week after John uh, retired, after his last show of the Tar Heel Gardener. So yeah, thirty eight. That's amazing. Thirty eight years. I'm sure that's a national record. It's got to be. Yeah, it's uh, well. If you, certainly, if you take into account the, the, we just changed the name of the show. It's still still uh, the Tar Heel Gardener, basically. Uh, Three hours instead of fifteen minutes, so it's it's actually seventy eight years old. Yeah, so it's it's uh, when we say it's the the oldest gardening show, maybe in the world. I don't know. The BBC might have something. What do you think, Pam? Uh, they have a long history of gardening. I wouldn't I wouldn't challenge England on this. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> I might give them a call sometime and see. Yeah. <laughs> call the the Guinness people. Well, I could I could uh, send a query to the Royal Horticultural Society and see what they say. Yeah, yeah. See see how long the BBC has had a. <laughs> I bet they've had a. But you know that things change on the BBC. I listen to the BBC a lot, and they things change. Shows change. A lot there, so I don't know. That's true, that's true. But I I do think in the U.S. I have not. There are lots of gardening shows, radio shows, but I I have not heard of one that's lasted this long and grown. The fact that you grew the show, Mike, because when you started, it was, what, an hour? No, it was 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Yeah, which was really good for me because it, it gave me a chance Going from 30 minutes to, well, 15 minutes with John, because I did a few shows with John. 15 minutes to 30 to an hour to an hour and a half to two hours to three hours yeah. over uh, 10 years, less than 10 years. You didn't get time off for good behavior. You know, I, I have worked <laughs> since I walked into this place. I have worked six days a week. Mm. Yeah. So... I mean, but but how can you how can you you say I don't want to do this anymore? How can you how could I've told somebody like that uh, somebody in management years ago that I, you know I don't want to work? I, this is this is me. This is part of me. It really is, and it's a part of you, Pam, and and you, Rufus. Yep. The show. Yep. 
Uh, well, people ask me all the time. They say, why do you get up on Saturday morning to go? I said, yeah, well, after I, a school night. I like it. I like it. Friday is a school night for Rufus. Yeah, school night. Yeah, he has to behave. We behave on Friday nights. On night. Friday nights. So... <laughs> So it's, it's good all around. It's good in a lot of different ways. So, yeah. But it, it, it has. Uh, Irv and I were on for 30 minutes. And I, uh, boy, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's really evolved over the years. Mm. Mr., uh, Mr. Friday, Bill Friday called it an institution. <laughs> now, I, I probably should I be in one, but I, I, don't know that I've, uh, I don't know that I've created a, an institution. <laughs> Well, the Hall of Fame is a pretty good institution. Well, I am in that. I am, and and I don't think they uh, can can take it. A, although you know, I haven't seen it on the. They have a list. They haven't put up our class yet. They, um, uh, so it's through twenty one. So I, I may not be in there. It may have just been a. You well, you, you said you were there. It, it did happen. Didn't I, it? I sat there at your table. And we had some good food at the Angus Bar. Yeah, yeah, and it did happen. And I, I, I think I made a speech. You did, of course. You know, I have dreamed. I have dreamed some really weird stuff. So that that could have been a dream, but I don't know. <laughs> Who knows, Pam? It's the virus. <laughs> yeah, I think it's this virus. Maybe they have put uh, put the names on there, Bill Leslie and all the folks, and we we just I, I just haven't seen it because of this virus. Oh, well. 919-860-9783. Better get to Monica. Hey, Monica. Good morning. You all right? Doing good. I hope you guys are. Yeah, yeah, doing great. So what's going on at the farmer's market? Y'all a little chilly, aren't you? I guess you had to turn the heater on in that golf cart this morning if you drove golf cart down there. <laughs> no, I hadn't been in, the, in a golf cart, but um, it is a little chilly. Um, but the sun's shining, and it's a beautiful day, and all of our farmers are down there um, hustling and bustling, getting all of their products out. I saw some, I did see some loads of firewood coming in, so that might come in handy with the, the chilly temperatures. So it's one of those things you always have to keep on hand um, with our North Carolina weather because you just never know what day you might need it. That's right. You certainly won't, but certainly need firewood this weekend. A lot of people like to burn fires. Mm-hmm. Uh, and y'all usually have plenty of that out there. And what about vegetables and fruits? Uh, still got some strawberries from from down east that are tunnel grown. We do. We've still been having those coming in, and of course, all the um, your winter products or things you just see all through the winter are your sweet potatoes and apples. Of course, all the greens, collards and broccoli, uh, cabbage, kale, spinach. Uh, we're seeing some um, greenhouse lettuces coming in, some of the hydroponic ones. We've got a few of those coming in here and there. Cauliflower, we have some um, of the more cool season crops as well. Um, a few turnips and mustard greens, that sort of thing. Pecans, um, we still have a great selection of those, and you can get those already shelled. Or you can find them in the shell if you want to just have a pecan shelling party, I guess. And we do have mushrooms. We have all kinds of... Um, baked goods and pastries down there, the German pastries, there's cookies, um, the fresh salsa, and, of course, local honey is something else that's really um, popular um, all throughout the year. If mm-hmm. you've got a sniffle or a cough. It, and it never it goes bad. It just, it's there forever. It's an amazing product. Mm-hmm. 
Yes, and, um, you know, and the our person that's here on a regular basis, um, Be Blessed Honey, they, he is actually a very avid beekeeper and goes around and does classes and is very knowledgeable in beekeeping. So if there's anything, anybody's maybe thinking about starting that hobby, you can come out and talk with him, and um, he can definitely help get you in the right direction with all the, the products you need to, to get started. And um, he does offer classes in various different locations from time to time as well. Uh, we do have uh, sweet potatoes, of course, all year long. Um, I may have mentioned that earlier, but just um, so many things you can do with sweet potatoes. And if you're not um, into maybe just baking a sweet potato, you know, you can put sweet potatoes in salsa. You can eat sweet potatoes on a salad. There's just so many things you can do with them. They're so versatile. Um, there's even a sweet potato soup I saw a recipe for not long ago. So on these cold, wintry days, that would definitely be something very savory to try. Well, we we certainly know our sweet potatoes in this state because I guess we grow more than anybody else in, in this country, don't we? We do. I'm pretty certain at the moment we are still number one. We sometimes kind of fluctuate a little bit back and forth with, I believe it's Louisiana, and um, but we're typically on top, so that's a, that's something to be proud of. It certainly is, and I, I bet the sweet potato, sweet potato Commission has a lot of recipes. Oh, they do. What a um, variety of products, too. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And it's so there's, sweet potatoes are so good for you unless you pile a lot of sugar and stuff on top of them, unless you're eating sweet potato pie after sweet potato pie or something. That's right. They are. There's a lot of nutritional benefits for sweet potatoes. And um, you know, the Sweet Potato Commission has a wonderful website you can go to. And like you said, there's a lot of recipes on there and um, a, lot of, a lot of other good information about the sweet potato. And there's so many different varieties of sweet potatoes as well. So, um, And most of our farmers down there have them. So come out and if you love sweet potatoes a lot, you can just buy a whole box. They sell them different size boxes and so you can store them and, and enjoy them all year long. Well, like uh, corn, it could have a liquid form. We have a, a nice distillery in Greene County. Yeah, everything goes or comes around to alcohol yeah. <laughs> on Covington. this show. Co- Covington Vodka uh-huh. is a very popular vodka. It is. Uh, made right there in Greene County. Yeah. So, hey, uh Jason, let's see if we can put Professor Herb on with us. Uh, Monica, I want you to meet Herb. You've probably heard him on the show before. He's a retired professor at uh, UNC. And Herb, uh, I, I want to say say good morning to you, too. Do you have any questions for Monica? I bet bet you have been to the farmer's market. You bet I have. Met everybody there. Good morning, Mike. I can't hear. Rufus, Pam, and Monica. Hope everyone is well. Uh, Monica says she can't hear you. I don't. I don't know why. I don't either. I can hear him just, well, just very barely. Way in the background. Um, I uh, so uh, so Herb. Um, yes. Monica, excuse me, just a second. Let me um, see see what Herb want, wanted here. Okay, that's fine. All right. We just uh, you know we, that that's just the way the show goes. Just kind of hello, hello to Herb. Hopefully he can Good hear morning. me. I just am having a hard time hearing him for some reason. But we can hear all of you well. I don't know what that what that is, but uh, uh, our producer says they're sharing a line. Well, doggone it! They they used to be able to hear each other. We'll have to check that out. 
Uh, Herb, uh, do you have a question this morning, or you you want to talk about uh, why people should move to Jamesville? <laughs> well, I'm not I'm not sure about that because my mom, uh, when I talked to her last night, she said, "Guess what? I just got my." She's 94, of course, 95, and she said, "I just got my license renewal." See, and she said, "Well, I guess they just want my twenty-seven dollars." So, uh, <laughs> and she's uh, 90, 90 years 94. old. She'll be 95 and a... 95. Uh, Good for her. But the, a couple of reasons I called. One was I had sweet potato pie last night, and a little bit later on this afternoon, I'm going to make some sweet potato chips in the air fryer. So, uh, that's uh, yeah, uh, they're great. Well, I've had sweet potato fries, her, but I don't recall having... Sweet potato chips. Sweet potato oh. chips. Monica, have you had sweet potato chips before? I Herb, have. Herb says he's going to make some this afternoon. I have. Um, there's actually some different companies who make those, um, kind of like just your regular potato chips. Um, they have the sweet potato one, so they're delicious. All right. We're going to try putting my uh, Pam, we're going to put you on hold and see if that can... See if y'all can hear each other better now. But uh, it, it, that's that's really something. That's a that's a good. Now my my wife likes uh, sweet potato fries when we we go to a restaurant that has them. She she prefers those to uh, regular potatoes, fried potatoes. So two things you're always talking about. One bird. Uh, I don't encourage this, but I have uh, Eliagnus, um, whatever you might call them, and uh, they blooming a little bit ago and now they're developing berries and the birds around here uh, seem to like it and i'm sure they're depositing uh, uh, <clears throat> uh eliagnus seeds uh, around the neighborhood probably so and, and the fret there is uh I, I think eliagnus has pretty good fragrance at least some of um, the varieties do one more quick thing mike uh early you were talking about tulips uh, i was in uh, I was in Amsterdam and the countryside uh, a couple months ago, and they had beautiful tulips. And one thing I was going to say to Rufus about annuals is that, believe it or not, uh, they dig up the tulips every year there in Amsterdam and the cities. And the reason they do it is because for the festival, they have to have vibrant colors and blooms and even for them the way to get that is to replant them every year wow that's a lot of work Mm -hmm. well hold on hold on maybe so but here's the trick because they have to replant them every year for their festivals what they do is they say okay resident you can have these tulips what you have to do is sign up, in other words, register, pay, I don't know, 10, 15 bucks, bring your bucket, and you can dig them up and have them. And then they replant them. Wow. Every year. That's really neat. Hmm. It's, the, it's the holiday. Uh, after the festival, they ha- let people come in, bring your bucket. Of course, you have to have it registered with a little payment. Dig up. A bucket full, take them home. There you go. Good gracious! I have never been to Holland uh, or to um, the Netherlands, and I, I hope to go there sometime. 
It's a beautiful place. Yeah. Herb, do you know that in history there was that, that tulips were a form of currency, and the world economy yes. was yes. based on the tulip? Right. Yes, absolutely. How about absolutely. that? Well, you know. Yeah. And we, we had a, a, a downcast in the whole world's economy because there was a bad tulip crop. Yeah. Good gracious. Now, like cryptocurrency, and Better than cryptocurrency. Yeah. You have something you put in your hand. That's right. Well, Herb, always an honor to talk to you, my friend. We always love hearing from you. Have a great day and weekend, everybody. Thank you, uh, Professor, for giving us another good lesson this morning. I'll, I'll remember that about the tulips in Holland replanting. Monica, were you able to hear that? I could hear it much better. Yeah, and that's really interesting I, I that uh, they're replanting replanting tulips and and, you know that's probably uh something we should do a little more often move to uh, move bulbs around in our yard divide and uh you know because they everything's gets get so crowded Mm -hmm. in the bulb wires uh i don't do do y'all have any bulbs out there anybody selling bulbs no not on a regular basis we do have some occasionally Mm -hmm. but not something we see on a regular basis with bulbs. Now let's uh, let's move. Up. I, I'm sure you probably don't have any. You don't have any uh, garden groups out there or or um, plant people out there this morning, do you? Well, we do have one that stays um, year round. Oh wow! They have a few um, cool season plants, your pansies, some ornamental kale and cabbage, that sort of thing. And then they also do have like a, a little greenhouse set up there where they have some house plants. Um, and a few various different ornamentals there. So we do have some, um, and we have some folks down there with um, cut flowers. I don't believe anybody came in today, but I know I got um, heard from one of our cut flower growers yesterday where they're taking orders, and they plan to be here for Valentine's Day. Yeah. Um, and they may end up popping in. There's one that usually comes a little bit here and there on some weekends if the weather isn't too too terrible. So, um, just a great place to come and walk around. You never know who we're going to have pop in from weekend to weekend. We have several regular vendors that are here seven days a week. And then on the weekends, we do have some special vendors that come in just for a day or so. Um, so you've got to always come and, you know, just walk around and see what you might find. Yeah. Um, Ooh. Wow. Yeah. We have some craft folks. Um, that that um, certainly woke me up. I, the um, Something I wanted to ask you about, I think there is a run on Fatback. Well, because we we have uh, we've had a a time trying to, uh, going to the Hunter and trying to find they're they're sold out of fat back every time we go. Huh. Hmm. Well, people are cooking fat back, co- cooking fat back, and uh, they're they're cooking a lot of uh, turnip greens and and mustard greens and stuff is what I suppose that's what we were going to use it for. Yeah, well, definitely around. You know, the holidays and New Year's, of course, it's, you know, usually kind of one of those hot commodities. Apparently it is. It is. But that's, that's the best best fat back around mm-hmm. is at Nahuna. So yeah. we keep trying. I was going to say, and you know, drop into our market shops with May Farm or some of the um, meat vendors that are down in our farmer's areas. Do they have fat back too? They may. Um, they have a large selection of various different meat products. I'll have to check to be sure. Yeah. Pretty positive they do. Fantastic. We'll try them because I know that they have um, just extraordinary meats mm-hmm. there. 
And I uh, something that uh, Billy was talking about last week the the eggs uh, egg price. If you're worried about egg prices, go to the farmers market and and check out some of those fresh eggs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you might find some good prices too. But uh, this is quite different. Uh, the the eggs you'll find at the farmers market and the ones uh, in the grocery store. Oh, amen. Just no comparison. Oh, those yellows are just so bright yellow. Yeah. And, and uh, wonderful, wonderful eggs. You can you can taste the difference. Yeah. Yeah, and we have um, several different folks out here that do have farm fresh eggs. So uh, come out and get your eggs. Get all your groceries. Um, there's a lot of dairy products, um, cheeses, milk, butter. You can find all of that here um, as well as all the different meat products. And we do also have fresh seafood. Um, so you should be able to get your grocery list fulfilled just by coming by the market. Everything you need right here. Right. And place. it's going to taste good, too. Yeah. Right off the farm. It is. That's um, uh, that's the difference. That's hey, right. I saw on Facebook that y'all, y'all got a, a big award. We did. Um, from the WRAL um, Viewer Awards, we received the Best Produce um, Award. And um, then we also, our State Farmers Market Restaurant, received the Best Southern Food Award. So um, that was... A, here, here. Yes, very um, wonderful to accept those on behalf of the market. Yeah. And I'd like to have a biscuit right now, wouldn't you, Rufus? Oh, man. Ooh-wee. And, uh, yeah, they have they have so Ooh. much going on. It's a great place to eat on a cold morning, or any oh, morning, yeah. for that, that matter. Definitely. They have those baskets. Those biscuits, making them fresh every morning, and nothing better than a homemade biscuit on a on a well any day, but definitely a, a cold wintry day to sit down and eat a biscuit and um, have that cup of coffee or whatever you like to go with it, and just enjoy being out at the market. Um, the the restaurant has a great atmosphere in there. It's really fun to go over and, and have a meal out at the restaurant and just enjoy and um, get to see a lot of folks coming in, bringing their families and. It's a fun place to go. Uh, we only got about a minute and a half, but uh, you, you have several restaurants. You got the seafood restaurant, the market uh, grill. We do the seafood restaurant. Come on, you know, get a big old plate full of Calabash-style seafood. Mm-hmm. We have our market grill. You can get the hot dogs, hamburgers. Always got to check out that Rufus dog. And had two last week. Yeah. Had two last week. He's making up for lost time. With That's right. The holidays. Um, they do have breakfast there as well, and um, they do also have um, specialty items from time to time. That's the same folks that do the crispy pops that are really um, a good, healthy treat. And throughout the market shops, you can just find all kinds of jams and jellies, barbecue sauces. There's ice cream, fresh-squeezed oranges and lemonades, and, of course, that wonderful sourdough bread that's being um, baked fresh every day cakes and pies and just so much more i know super bowl's coming up you can always stop by and grab right. grab everything you need for that and um, market imports is having their sale right now um for january they're store-wide is 20 percent off they have some other sales on some of their pottery and chimneys with 30 percent off and they have any christmas merchandise left it's got about 10 seconds out as well so come out and see us miss monica we love talking to you Love talking to you, too, and we hope to see you guys soon. All right. Bye, sweetheart. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. 
We're back on WPTF for the Weekend Gardener, 919-860-9783. Mike Riley here along with Rufus Edmonston and Pam Beck. Pam, did you go get you some coffee during the Weekend Gardener thing? <laughs> no, but I was listening to all those delicious foods, and when you all started talking about sweet potatoes, it just uh, reminded me of how fortunate we are to be in a state that this is one of our main crops and we have easy access to them pretty much around the year. And um, I do confess we go to the farmer's market and usually buy a big box and keep it. And uh, we eat a lot of sweet potatoes in the back house. Good for you. Uh, Monica sent me a a recipe for uh, baked sweet potato chips. So I'll send this along to sweet Melissa and see what she can do with this. Yeah, the uh, herb talking about putting them in the air fryer, uh, that has become a very popular way of, of doing things without all the oils. But uh, I did want to share one thing I had learned about sweet potatoes is that in order to get all the good nutrients and vitamins out of the sweet potato, it needs a little bit of fat to help process those molecules and get them into your system. So that's the reason that traditionally we've put butter uh-huh. in our sweet potatoes or or fried them, or something like that. So you don't have to cut it out completely if you want to get all the good good things out of your sweet potato. Well, that's what I've always said. You need a little fat with uh, with every meal <laughs> to enhance yeah. it and to bring out the best. Uh, yeah. Do you, do you uh, have that same philosophy, counselor? <laughs> well, the counselor has noticed that over the past 20 years, uh, people, uh, these fancy-dancy chefs, are reverting back to... To Greece, yeah. uh, things like that, yeah. that that we were told by all the medical profession that this was going to kill you. Yeah, and I noted that my my mama lived to be ninety two years old, and she had three solid meals a day, and and uh, a lot of fat back, a lot of grease. Did she drink moonshine too? Oh, she well, she wouldn't do that. She, oh, okay. She got on. She got on us boys. She said, I, "I can tell you've been doing something bad here. Uh-huh. You know, don't one, one thing. Don't ever try to fool your mama. No, she'll, or your grandmama. She'll find out on you. Yeah, and they'd do, they'd go off sometime uh, on a trip, and oh, I'd haul in the neighborhood, and we'd cook and carry on." And she'd come back and said, you, you, you cleaned up too good. I know, you, I know what uh, you've been up to. Something is wrong. Something wrong here. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, it's, it's good. Put a little butter. I, that, that is fairly uh, traditional. Uh, a little butter, maybe a little cinnamon or something like that, Pam, on your sweet potato. Well, butter, butter suits me fine. I don't need another thing. It's just, it's especially a good sweet potato. You know, you have some ordinary ones uh-huh. occasionally, but... A really good, well-baked, through-and-through, through, you know, mm, yeah, yeah. that's what you, you like marshmallows on top? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know about that. Hey, uh, Beth's been waiting a while. Beth, thank you for waiting, and good morning. Good morning. I have a great idea. Um, we should turn this show into a gardening slash food. Well, you know, it's it's kind of uh, morphed, evolved uh, into things like that. We we were actually we were actually thinking about a uh, a weekend gardener cookbook. We used to have a show <coughs> called Ask Your Neighbor, and it, right. uh, the great Charlie Gaddy mm-hmm. uh, was um, an announcer here for from 1960 to 1970, and he started that show. And, uh, yeah, and uh, I was the last one. I ran it into the ground. I was the last one 
to do it. And but there were several weekend gardener cookbooks. So we were we were kind of thinking about that before we cash in to to do something like that. Would you would you contribute, Beth? If we were, oh, to... definitely. Yeah. Um, on the Food Network at seven a.m., uh, there's a new cooking show from Charleston, South Carolina. I think it's called Miss Brown's Ooh. Um, Cooking. Love Charleston. Cooking. She shares her grandma's recipes, and I tell you, every single one has been a hit. I've been copying them off the computer uh, as she, you know, makes the dish. Uh huh. But today they did a, a bread pudding and um, uh, a wonderful chicken dish and green fried tomatoes. Awesome dish. Mm. She used any fat back for any of that? Pardon me? Does she use fat back for, for any of her? She uses canola oil. That's what she was doing. Oh, for goodness sake. Now, I don't, I don't know about that. that, that, that yeah, uh, Grandma didn't have canola No. Oil. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, it certainly sounds more healthy, and if it's good, that's fine. You got a five star rating. Yeah, so yeah. I'm sure but it's good. Does she have a restaurant there? She got. She started out. Um, uh, I get. I, I can't remember the name of her title, but she would go around and and cook for people like parties. Oh wow! That's okay. How she started, and I don't know how she got on the Food Network, but my sister and I always watched Ina Garten. That's she's our favorite chef. Mm-hmm. And she, yeah. Her show was at yeah. seven and just went off, and so this lady yeah. just started uh, taking her place. But it's really good, good recipes. Fantastic. Well, I will have to try and watch that sometime. Now, Beth, did she use cornmeal on those uh, fried fried green tomatoes? Ah, uh, hold on, let me see. Meanwhile, I'll, I'll be getting it off the printer. I didn't get it off yet. But while <laughs> I'm running upstairs to see, uh, I have a question oh, on lavender. Well, don't trip, for goodness sake. We don't want you to fall. I, yeah. No, I'm here. I'm here. I'm All here. right. Um, yeah, because so for um, the green, fried green a, tomatoes, a different texture she, to it. Yeah. she made Miss Brown's house seasoning, all-purpose flour, buttermilk, panko, and canola oil, like I said. Oh, she's using panko. Yeah, he said she likes it because it's frontier. What is panko, Rufus? I thought she said pinto. No, panko. Panko. What what, what is that, girls? Panko is Japanese uh, breadcrumbs. Oh, okay. um, Yeah, and you can get gluten-free version that's made with rice Uh. flour, but it's little bitty gritty um, crumbs that add a little bit of crunch to something, and it's it's usually delicious on chicken and and dishes, uh, even pork chops. But, yeah. And they make she makes a spicy ranch dressing with it, and uses her house mm. seasonings also. It's it's got a five star rating. Must be Very good. Ooh, I bet. Mm. Beth, I appreciate. Um, you. Yeah, go ahead. I have a question though on lavender. Uh, the lavender, my lavender is looking so beautiful right now, uh, and it's getting mm-hmm. a lot of winter interest. And I was wondering mm-hmm. when's the best time to prune it back. Oh, that is a very good question, um, and a lot of it has to do with how deeply you prune it back. That's you want to only take, and this is pretty much any time you want to to do this. I wouldn't do it in the right now because it's getting ready to to put a flush of growth out in the spring, and if we have a real cold snap, it could damage it. But say about May, if you want to do a little bit of pruning. Um, Look for the most flexible tips of it. You don't want to prune deeply into the woody part. But that newest growth, that's where you prune if you need to. Now, do you want to take cuttings to do...
do crafts with or edible. Uh, you know, you can have lavender cookies and biscuits. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Mm. <laughs> do you know that Frank Sinatra used to used to dab on a little lavender uh, cologne? He, he, mm-hmm. That's what he preferred. Yeah. But it makes you, it may, it's also very restful. It makes you sleep. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I like the song, Lavender Blue. Dilly dally, lavender blue. There you go. You missed your calling. I know uh, Rufus should have been a professional singer instead of attorney general. Yeah, All right. We had a resident weatherman in the family. My husband just retired, and he has, has all these gadgets and everything, and he just threw me a note, wanted me to let, let all of Raleigh know that last year we had three inches of snow tomorrow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We had less in in. We went up to Williamsburg. And we had a little bit, but yeah, you had more, a lot more than we did uh, there. And so uh, that's tr- that's very true. Is it so? Uh, so is he? Uh, is is he in the camp that says uh, ten days after you hear thunder, you're going to have snow? Are you in the camp that says ten days from a snow, thunder, you're going to have snow? He's shaking his head, no. Okay. Yeah. I believe it. Yeah. I do believe that. Well, he's a real meteorologist, then. Eh? All right. And the second thing, in 1985, in Raleigh, it was minus nine degrees. Coldest right. day ever. Oh, That's God. right. And and we had several days of uh, kind of lingering around zero, and we lost just about all of our legustrum plants. Mm-hmm. We and lost our camellias that year. Yeah, yeah. A lot of things like that went down. Yeah. Thank very you. good. Your your husband must be very interesting to talk to, Beth. Well, he can be. Hey, can be. <laughs> Is that why you married him? Because he had all these statistics. Uh, it must be. Well, yes, he's a CPA. Oh, okay. Well, he yeah. Well, he is a real yes. thinker. Then we've, we've been married forty three years and have three wonderful children. And I'm glad. Years. I'm glad. And you fed them well, haven't you? Yes. Uh, yes, I have. All right. Too well. <laughs> well, you have a wonderful day and uh, give our best to your husband and, and y'all call us again. Thanks so much for the tip. I appreciate that. Yes, ma'am. Bye bye. Bye-bye. Let's talk to Gail in Franklin County. Hey, Gail. Yes, hello. How's everything? What part of Franklin County do you preside? Oh, over close to the Wake County line. Oh, okay. Sure. Youngsville Youngsville area? Well, it's more Bun. Bun. Bun, yeah. I've been through Bun. Yeah. About uh, 70 miles an hour. Yeah. I have some questions concerning some. I planted 10 green giants. trees last year on property on the property line and uh they have a i think they've established i got them through last summer with the rain and occasional watering and they're still living look great aside from the deer coming in and rubbing on them which is taking a little bit of a toll yeah they didn't eat them they just rubbed their antlers on them and tore it up so anyway but my question on them is when is the best time or should i fertilize them for the coming spring to help them get going and growing well, the good thing about those green giant arborvitae, they are a, a very vigorous plant. And if they're out there, are they in full sun or part shade? Because they can take both. Absolutely full sun. Oh, good. Okay, then you'll have a nice full shape all the way around. main thing you want to do is um, watch where the deer barked them. Um, and that is that is a marking thing that happens with the, the males. Um Oftentimes, they will come back and, and remark that area 
or another competing male came might come and, and mark over and knock off more branches, try some deer spray of some sort on those things. Just um, This is the time when they're going around and establishing territory, and so if you're going to protect them, give them a little bit of, of deer spray um, along that line if you can. And there's oh, yeah. products you can, you can sprinkle out or whatever, but that would help. As far as uh, fertilizing them, <clears throat> you really don't need to. They are almost like Leyland Cypress. They can <laughs> grow three feet in every direction you know, per year um, out in full sun. Uh, so if you wanted to put something on them, you could put a slow-release fertilizer on them. Um, you could do that you know, as soon as it starts to warm up a little bit. The roots are actively growing. It's just the top's not doing a whole lot. But I don't want you to push them too early because, you remember, we get snows sometimes in March and April. And I'd hate for them to have that cold snow load on them with lots of new, fresh, green, limp growth on them, you know, that, that new baby growth. So so wait wait until um, later in March if yeah. you fertilize. I agree totally with him about the fertilization. Now, I do this occasionally. Every other year or so, I will do some ironite just mm-hmm. to, to make them greener. Yes, yes, that's good. Um, ironite is, is um, you know, green is, uh, the iron will take that yellowing out of them, if that helps. Okay, that sounds good. Um, yeah, I was so, I planted, I, I got the six-foot ones and started off big to begin with, so. Wow, uh, wow. I, Yeah. <laughs> I wanted an instant, instant berry. I know that's impossible, but I felt like they, you know, could grow. Yeah. That's why I wanted to make sure they live. And I was, I was so upset with the deer um, oh, fooling with me. Too. But I have yeah, gotten, I heard on, on your radio show about the IMS garden stuff. So I've gotten that and I have sprayed that. And um, I don't think they've come back since then, but they did damage on a Good. couple of them. They just yeah. should recover from that, do you think, as long as they don't keep coming back and rubbing? Yeah, as long as they don't keep coming back. Um, if they find a, a favorite marking tree, then you know that can be problematic. I'm watching in my own garden, even though I've got a deer fence, when uh, one broke in, broke through the fence. Oh, wow. Got in and uh, marked a, uh, a Japanese pine, and I'm holding my breath, hoping that that thing's going to recover. The main thing is is don't paint that wound with any wound sealant or anything like that. Just let nature do its thing. It should hopefully recover if it's not too many branches off or too much that's been skint up. But the main thing mm-hmm. is, is to keep them from doing that again, if you can. Yeah. But yeah, Dale, if you've holes like... for six foot tall green giants, you're welcome at my house anytime. <laughs> To work. Yeah. <laughs> well, I admit, now I admit I had help, and a, and a friend with a tractor had that auger thing that digs the hole. <laughs> so I was brave, but not that brave. So, uh, but yeah, I was just I'm just thrilled that I got him through the summer because it was a rather hot summer, and uh, and so far so far so good. So I'm hoping that uh, they won't the deer won't do me in um, in, in this area because I. I have I've moved to a place where it's wide open. In the past, I lived in a very shady place, and now I've got an open place, and I wanted to, to get these um, green giants in the ground and kind of give me a little bit of a berry on the property line. So, gotcha. Yeah. Well, you know that old wife's tale about if you ring a tree all the way around, it'll die on you. I never heard that. But, oh, yeah. Huh. When I said wives' tale, but 
In other words, if you cut the bark off all the way around and connect it, it'll die on you. Oh. Now, I don't know whether the deer did that or not, but that's what I always heard. But I've had some trees that lived anyway <laughs> that were ringed all the way around. Yeah. Well, and I also, I had read that you could put, and I, I think it may have helped, I took and put fishing lines, um, like on uh, tobacco sticks, because you can tell we're from the country, tobacco sticks, kind of, you know, the tall sticks around the mm-hmm. tree, so when the deer came up, that they would be startled by it and hopefully go away. So I've tried both things, and so I know when they've been out there, because it, 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 it's only happened twice since that the, um, the fishing line would be broken. Mm-hmm. But it didn't look like they, they maybe it started them enough that it left trees alone. Yeah, yeah. Y'all haven't heard that one either? No. No, I haven't heard no, that. Um, if people will hang, uh, remember when people were hanging uh, pie pans and CDs and things to scare off deer? Do you yep. remember that? Yep. And, and scare the birds out of their fruit trees and stuff? Yeah, there's a lot of things that we can try. Um, human hair, all that good stuff. But uh, Rufus has an old-fashioned cure, and that's a good hound dog. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. That's right. <laughs> well, my dog sees him. He's 14. He may see him. He may not. Yeah. Just... <laughs> well, that's that's the age of, of Jasper now. Yeah. He is 14. Yeah, my wife has to take care of two old men. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for your Well, thank you, Gail. I went uh, I went went to a pool room in in Bun one time back in the sixties. I was with my cousin Bill. I don't know if we stopped there because the highway patrol was after us or uh, what, but uh, I do remember going to that pool room in Bun. That was obviously a long time ago. Yeah, I guess it's not still there. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't think so. It's not an establishment I would kind of be heading heading. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Gail, you take care now. Thank you for your help. Yes, ma'am. Right. Bye-bye. Thank you. Ray is a Nashville cat. He's in Nashville, North Carolina. Hey, Ray. Friend of Mark and Steve Valentine. Oh, yeah. Hey, how are you guys doing? Today? Oh, we're doing pretty well. How, how are your greenhouses doing? I'll tell you what. Boss lady's very happy with it, and she uses it as we speak. It just hasn't stopped. I'll tell you what, you guys had some good ideas for me with that, and I appreciate that. Good. Hey, I, can... uh, I need to ask a professional uh, question about a uh, uh, tomato sandwich, and I told the guys at work I, I'd get it from the source. I thought Rufus could tell us. We had a dilemma on the proper uh, way to make a tomato sandwich that could help the best. And I thought, well, I know a tomato expert, so I thought maybe that would be the route to take. The route. Well, Pam Pam eats tomato sandwiches, too, but she's just yeah. more delicate in, in yeah, the way. She I, doesn't <laughs> drip the, the well, juice now, as I, much. As, I'm a great proponent of light bread. We call it light bread. It used to be sunbeam. And you're going to smother that baby with, of course, Duke's mayonnaise. Yeah. And uh, salt and pepper on the tomato. And I double my tomato. I wouldn't fool with the tomato. Tomato's got to be really ripe. I, I don't want to mess with these little, little tiny things, and uh, <clears throat> you got to have it so sloppy that it drips down the corner of your mouth. Yeah. That's what makes a good tomato sandwich. Okay, so if it doesn't, if it doesn't have slop, then yeah, it's got to have slop and no napkins. <laughs> <laughs> Ray, Ray, the best thing to do is stand over the kitchen sink when you eat it. Let me just say that. Over the kitchen sink. That's a good idea, Pam. That's a (laughs) very practical. 
And what kind of tomato <laughs> will you suggest to use for sandwiches? Oh, um, oh heirloom. Any any old like Cherokee purple. Wine. Cherokee purple. Oh, yum! Yeah. Any of the big the big heirlooms. The sweeter, the better. Mm. And the fresher, the better. Have you ever grown a Cherokee purple, Ray? Uh, yeah, we have. But you don't you don't like them. Yes, I do. Oh, you do like them. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, what? Me, uh, I, I, I love everything. I ain't, I, I ain't found something I don't like. Oh, okay. I, I, well, what? Used to be for a guinea pig. You know. What but, uh, uh, tomatoes do you prefer for a sloppy sandwich? Uh, tomato sandwich. Well, we've been kind of using the big boys, and we're we're, we're uh, kind of slop happy with those too. And then we all, we also at the end of the year we get too many of them, and then we'll. we'll them up and uh-huh. keep them throughout the year uh uh through the winter and make dishes out of them very good very that's good. the way to do it canning people just don't do that enough yeah, anymore you, if you stew them up and then, and then freeze them bring them out you know through the winter and put them in dishes that the flavor kind of explodes after that it, it's it's right i love it yeah you know i, I bring up I, are you freezing I, them what'd you say pam sorry i said are you freezing them ray do you freeze them? Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Was that the boss? Is that the boss lady in the background there? Yeah, she. <laughs> actually, we're heading to farmers market right now, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, she's the pilot. Uh, I'm not allowed to. Uh, not drive. allowed to drive. Shotgun. Mm. Oh. Yeah, she's driving, <laughs> and and she she's the uh, gardener. I do the labor. Oh, okay. Oh. So well, uh, you, she just puts you in your place. Oh yeah, yeah. I do as I'm told. Yeah, that's a, that's the. <laughs> That's the way Good to boy. handle things, Good Ray. Good boy. <laughs> Sit, stay. Yeah, all of that. Oh, I can even roll happy, over. Happy what? life, happy life. So what are you going to do at the farmer's market? Are you going to the restaurant, farmer's market restaurant? or? Well, we got a friend that uh, makes soap and uh, going to do a mm-hmm. demo. And, and there's uh, Grandma G. And uh, we, uh, <clears throat> we, our grandkids, there's a particular soap they have that helps with their uh, uh eczema on their skin mm-hmm. and the soap they make at the farmer's market really helps the grandkids out tremendously other than any other products we, we've ever gotten off the shelf so is that the is that the soap that uh, soap maker that you use rufus up there in the market I, shops well i, I no I, I think this is this one's different the one that i use ray is right beside the uh, the, the delicatessen where you get the, the rufus the market dog. market grill yeah, yeah. And they have a lot of uh, – got about 30 seconds here, uh, Ray. Yeah, he makes this out of goat's milk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the same place. I usually get uh, – I use the hand cream, the goat's milk and lavender hand cream. I like that a lot. That's what, that's what we, we get the same product. Yeah, I just love it. <laughs> It's it's oh. just it's really it's really perfect. And I've 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 been to England to, to ahead, the Mike. Midlands, and uh, Rufus is taking a call. Don't don't mind him. But uh, at any rate, Ray, we're out of time. But uh, you and the boss lady have a wonderful day at the farmers market. All right, buddy. You guys have a good day. It's sunshine. All right. I'll talk at you later. All right, buddy. Thank you. I think that uh, Commissioner Causey, uh, Mike Causey, will be with us coming up here on the WPTF Weekend Gardener. 919 860 9783. We'll talk also to Steve.